1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening
2: to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of That's the Nation quiet. Network of Podcasts. That's just my headphones? It's quiet in my Long headphones, too. Hockey talk with Dan, Rick,
3: Heiler, it's like medium F. normal for me.
2: Maybe we are just
4: talking about the entire thing. Maybe we are just like, who knows what this podcast is going to sound like today.
3: Well, do you want to just take this and like look at the audio i don't think so do we just rip from
4: here yeah well i see the i'm looking at the board right now was recording the audio was got it all right here we go okay well there's radio episode something we don't know tyler's gone normally he keeps traveling the episodes i tried to find it very briefly admittedly i didn't put very much effort in it if i'm being honest but we're here episode
3: we should say about Tyler is that he did a demonstration in the office last week in which he came in and we all sat down and he showed us how to use all the fancy equipment in the room, but Tyler also said he was going to create a PDF document that we could use to look at because none of us absorbed any of what he said, Yeah. and he didn't make the PDF document, so now we're just winging it.
4: And now he is on vacation, hashtag avoid the grind, but that's on brand for Tyler. Bag milk, Dan, Coombsy in here, Waz sitting in for Tyler. What's up? we got plenty of weather stuff to talk about. The Young Stars tournament kicks off tonight. The preseason kicks off next week. Ho! Getting excited. But first, we start off every podcast with a shout-out to our friends at Oodle Noodle with the delicious debate. Mr. Nation Dan, what you got for us this week?
2: Well, with the introduction of uh, Jack Campbell and his new Oilers equipment mask, I thought I'd go to the well uh, to try and make up for Tyler B. Not here, and our delicious debate of the day is going to be which was your favorite Oilers goalie mask over the entire time you've been an Oilers fan? What is your favorite goalie mask over the entire time you've been an Oilers fan? Was I'm going to start with you.
0: Uh, it's pretty simple. I'm going to go with uh, Dwayne Rolson's back in 2006, 2007. It was just nice and clean. Classic. Yeah. Gold cage. Yeah, yep.
2: gold cage. That was sharp. Okay.
4: I liked the... There's a few ones that I liked. Um... Bill Ranford's back in the day was super simple. I just liked the color scheme on it. I liked when Cujo did the Oilers version of his classic mask. But for a minute, he had like an oil drippy mask that he also wore. Um, Cam Talbot, I liked the Ghostbusters thing that he did on his mask. There's been some good ones.
3: Mine was Tommy Salo, I think. Tommy Salo had that, I think it was supposed to be like a Viking or Thor and it was just like a big jacked guy with a beard, I think, holding like the, the, the Thorish hammer. I can't remember. Yeah, look at it. He's
4: got a uh, a big a th- sword. Yeah, it was
3: sick. It was it was like a Viking. Yeah. It was really badass. I it loved was. that as a kid. That was one of those things where I was like, oh, this is a cool thing about this sport when I was like nine years old.
4: Yeah, I can, I'm looking at it right now. That's that's a quality mask. Whereas Jack Campbell, he just went with the classic look. It's got the blue, the orange, yeah. the white. Oh, well, there's a logo on the side. Dan, what do you think?
2: I'm just a huge fan of individual helmets, so like Cujo's mask to me is, is a, it's a, that's something that's followed him around the league and he just changed the color scheme based on the team he's on. So for me it was always Cujo.
0: I thought Koskinen had some solid masks as well last year. Or maybe the year before. I don't know.
2: Really, I don't really remember masks
0: too well. So like
2: Yeah. I find some of the I find some of the more recent stuff has just been very like yeah. It pays homage to something that a previous goalie did here, which I would like to see a little bit more kind of uniqueness in helmet
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. design but i just find like right now there's so many good artists doing these guys masks now that just some of the artwork that goes on them is so incredibly it's intricate
2: true. it's really true and i think a lot of the guys i think because of that talent they just say hey this is the team i'm playing for what are you going to do for me and
4: that's, that's why it. i also really respected guys like Jonas hiller where he would just rock a oh, ma- yeah. black mask he's just like one. fuck it Archer's I miss the good.
3: the player style masks. Like the one that like Dominic Hashek or Archer's Urbe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like where he's wearing like a huge cage on kind of a player lid. Yeah.
4: Or like Chris Osgood did the, the same was, thing. Was yeah. the same one. Yeah, Yeah, you don't see that anymore. I would love to see a goalie come up now, like through juniors going into the draft where he's rocking a player bucket with a weird mask. Just Jofa equipment in general has got to come back. Yes. I was thinking about that earlier. Like, could you imagine if they just re-released the Jofa bucket from the 80s? The thing that had no protection. Like they modernized the guts of the helmet, but the outside, the shell of it looked the exact same. I think people would like it.
2: I wonder who owns the rights to that brand now. I'm I sure hope they sure also own the,
4: the, the rights to Cooperall, so those can come back say, as well. I'm I'll sure dig it's into one, it. Of the,
2: one of the bigger brands now has the rights to everything, but I could be wrong. Oh, it looks like Jofa is still alive.
3: Do you know Jofa also does equipment for horseback racing? <laughs> that's probably where the helmets are. Maybe race-mated. that's what they leaned into. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? Our hockey stuff, we're done. We we owned the 80s, own the 90s. Maybe
0: they bring back leather helmets.
3: Yeah, maybe. So you can kind of mix the gear up so you yeah. got half hockey, half like um, equestrian In gear.
4: Oh, yeah. Yes. Or maybe hockey players could just start walk, rocking those helmets that the jockeys wear well, I'm sure with the little lid on top.
3: Nuge would love
0: that.
4: They oh, also look so handsome. They make bandy balls too.
2: Ooh, what, what the fuck's a bandy ball? You know bandy yeah, balls? What is, what is it mean, like? I've never, never heard of this. It's giant hockey.
4: Bandy it's ball. That huge. looks like the big ball that you would throw during dodgeball in high school. Atlanta. The Omnican ball. Do you, you guys, guys ever that have it? that?
3: When you're like in elementary school gym and they just brought this huge insane ball and it was called the Omnican ball.
4: I remember the red rubber ones that had the distinct smell <laughs> and the sound when you would slap someone in the face with those when you were playing dodgeball. The air sound like... Ooh. Or just like the... <laughs> you
2: know when <laughs> it hits somebody? It's true. You knew you got a human. You knew when you caught human flesh with those balls. But what is this Omnican thing you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I want to... Can you Google Omnican that?
3: ball? Hold on. Omnican ball. The just, thing I like about it having was cam the... just a huge-ass ball. Just was No was no, was no, no way he was, was. born was in he was born in like 2005. So oh no,
2: apparently. I definitely yeah.
4: did not have yeah. a giant no. ball. You guys like never
2: that. had the Omnican ball? No, we just no. had a parachute oh. that oh. came around. Yeah, I did Ooh. the parachute I remember thing too. Yeah, the, parachute. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the a parachute. parachute would come around everyone. So I that loved was getting lost stuff. in that.
3: It was like traveling into a different dimension when you went under that parachute. That was <laughs> that was cool.
2: So true. It's so just
4: like, could you like do kids now get a little sidetracked here? Do kids now like go to do the parachute thing in the field and get just as excited as we did or now that they've got iPhone 14s in (laughs) their pocket they're just like fuck this parachute
2: I want to play play Fortnite under here it simulates it for you in a 3D version now on an app In,
0: in
4: the metaverse yeah I saw a game that is being constantly advertised to me now on TikTok and Instagram, where the literal point of the game is that you just pressure wash your deck and shit. Yes. Oh wow! It's supposed to be just like a relaxing real life game where you can wash your house with a pressure Why don't washer. You just get a pressure washer and wash <laughs> yeah, your just house. get out there and do it.
2: It's because I can't stop buying all that goddamn avocado toast. <laughs> yeah, just
4: once I stop. The avocado toast and get lattes from on my way into work. I'll be able to afford my own pressure washer.
2: You won't need pressure washer simulator.
0: C- can we get an Omnicon? Om- Omnicon. Uh. uh Omnicon.
4: Omnicon ball. Can we
0: get one in the office?
4: I feel like in twenty twenty two. Uh, legal would not allow us to have those because the Omnican battles would get intense and we break stuff, including each other.
3: It looks like an Omnican ball. I'm looking for the real big one here, like the one that's that's huge. Is going to cost you like well, just the bladder alone is 120. Search by it's a bladder.
2: What do you mean a bladder? The bladder inside the ball.
3: <laughs> oh, the, so you can ball, make a curve
2: <laughs> if the ball bursts. Oh, you got to replace the bladder. <laughs> All right, here's a whole <laughs> big Omnican ball
3: kit. That's going to cost you, and you're going to get a few balls here, and you're going to get, like, a blow-up thing and a <laughs> this bag. This is so expensive. This is going to cost you, for the premium kit, is $905. Oh, my goodness.
4: Wow. And what? This no schools only owned one. Yeah. This is,
3: this is weird because it has the dollar sign at the end of the number and also a comma. For so, the, the sense, so I don't know if this is European. Are, are you are you saying <laughs> that Jay Woodcroft should uh, implement this into his practice? The Oilers should do that for their rookie camp this I year. Think take so. take all the little Zoomer prospects you have and go run around in the field with the parachute and the
4: Omnican ball. <laughs> one thing that I did do recently, Coombsy, that I feel like it's not an Omnican ball, but I feel like you would appreciate it. On Amazon, they have just generic wrestling title belts. Yeah, fuck yeah! So this year I ordered one. So now we're going to have a, the answer title belt. Oh, that's sick! It's not a custom one. Like we were going to get a few years back. It's just True. a shitty generic one, but I almost think that makes it better somehow.
3: That's fantastic. Yeah. I think with that, like the, the, the grittier and dumber it looks, the funnier it is.
4: Well, wait till it comes here, pal. Cause you'll be excited. So I figured we come up with some kind of mannequin situation and we just tape a player's face to the mannequin, strap the belt around him. There's some content.
3: Where's the, the, the big monkey. Uh, we, we Traded it for an accordion.
4: Remember we got the accordion.
2: Oh, <laughs> there used to be an accordion here. <laughs> there used to be an
4: accordion here.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> we couldn't get rid of the. Then
4: accordion Then we traded the accordion for nothing. Okay? I don't. I
0: don't think kids on TikTok
3: know what an accordion is. I well, could. I could introduce that.
4: There's many kids that are stupid. Walt. You should
3: edit in the sound of an accordion music here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just What's a little polka. Or the kids love polka. Yeah. A little polka. <laughs> is there an app of an accordion simulator that we could Surely get them to download? Is. Surely there is.
4: Why learn to play a real instrument when you can play a digital version? Yeah, rock band. Uh, there you go. Delicious debate. <laughs> that was a really good debate. For our friends at Oodle Noodle. Noodle was- who has had the best goalie masks? That's the one. In Oilers history. Is there, what about uh, outside of the others? Is there anybody that sticks out? I always remember Felix Potvans as a kid for some reason.
2: Yeah. Uh, I liked Belfour's mask. Belfour always had the eagle um, on his cheek. That was a good one. Tim Again.
0: Thomas had one, I think
2: he had that kind of player bucket yeah and cheevers with his mask where it's the stitches all the stitches on his face oh you're going old school now i'm going yeah i just found
3: i i quite like these old uh what is this freddy or jason this is freddy right freddy are the freddy masks Mm -hmm. where you look like you're gonna you're right is it jason it was jason yeah Yeah. i'm not a big horror horror movie guy at all uh these old school masks where it looks like you're gonna kill someone these are these are cool
4: could you imagine now wearing those in 2022 where guys are Ripping clappers from the point at a hundred some miles God, an just hour. Just have shattered face masks everywhere. It'd be amazing. This one's good. It has the St. Louis Blues logo. And apparently that goalie killed someone. <laughs> it's a teardrop He's got a on a teardrop his teardrop te- on it. He apparently Jesus killed a man. <laughs> Allegedly, in my opinion. Uh, I remember
0: when I first learned about the teardrop.
3: What
4: is? That it? was a big day for you, was
0: it? Was I was in a white eye McDonald's.
3: Did someone have the teardrop and did they explain to you why they had it?
0: No, my friend had to explain to me. I'm like, that guy had a nice tattoo. He's like, oh, okay.
2: There you go.
3: We should start a video series where it's just like Waz learning about
4: general things.
0: That's great. We would have
4: endless content. <laughs> but what was the word Ryan Pike taught you? That was a very uh, basic word I thought. Sur- surly? Yeah, surly. Clumsy.
0: I didn't I didn't get that. That was weird. I felt like
4: <laughs> Cam is nodding in approval. I felt like mm-hmm.
0: it was like a, <laughs> a Gen Xer meeting a Zoomer. I was like, "What?
4: Excuse me?" <laughs> Ryan's not that old. <laughs> no, he's not, but he has uh,
0: he has kind of a he does,
4: does have it. a a flowery vocabulary.
0: A mature vibe to him. I he could, does. I could see him drinking a nice scotch while running for Flammation.
4: I want to know from you, if you're listening to this, best Oilers helmet for a goaltender that you can think of. If you have an answer that we didn't touch on, hit us up, Owen Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Just hit us up with some feedback. Dan asked a good question. I'd like to know the answers. That's for our friends at Oodle Noodle. They're coming for you, Calgary. I heard that the location in Calgary is opening very soon, and I'm torn on it because I don't feel like you should have the deliciousness that we have up here, but that's just me.
2: But there is some former Edmontonians and Northern Albertaners that do live in Calgary. They're forced to against their will, and so now they get a noodle noodle. Mm-hmm. That makes a good point.
4: And if you're lazy, if you're in Edmonton, like I am, it's Friday, just order some noodle noodle with DoorDash.
2: Ding dong. Get nudes.
4: Cam, I want to turn this over to you because you wrote an article for OthersNation.com today. The Evander Kane settlement came through today. Seems like it's pushing pretty close to the start of the NHL season. I thought it was going to be over a while ago, but today Frank Saravalli had some news on Twitter. What's the latest on Evander Kane?
3: Yeah, so for the context for this is Evander Kane's contract by the San Jose Sharks was terminated back in January because he violated a COVID thing. I think what he had was... A fake vaccine passport? Is that what it was?
2: Allegedly yeah. or something There's, like that? Yeah.
3: yeah. It was, that was kind of the final straw. It seemed they didn't really want him around. Uh, anyways, they got rid of his contract, and then the NHLPA filed a grievance on his behalf, in which his case was going to be, hey, like this was the wrongful termination. San Jose's case was, no, it was fine, so your contract should go away. As we all know, he signs with the Oilers, and then he re-signs with them after the playoffs. Four-year deal, $20.5 million, which is more money than the cash he was owed in the San Jose contract. So it kind of seemed like, hey, like this is all finished up. But then the whole case kind of lagged on to the summer because the arbitrator, the NHL had for the case, wasn't around in June or July for some reason. So it just kind of went on the whole summer. But then Frank uh, reports that San Jose is, they've reached a settlement, Kane and the Sharks. So they're not going to go to arbitration at all. In which the settlement is San Jose is making a one-time payment of some undisclosed amount of money and it's going to ca- count against their salary cap from last year. So and now they, they had
4: 5 million dollars of space last year according to cap uh cap friendly.
3: My best guess is the money that San Jose is paying him is he had two signing bonuses, one for 2022-23 and then one for 2024-25 at 2 million each. My guess is he just got a check for 4 mil for both.
4: That's my guess. It'll be interesting. Obviously, I understand why the number is not out there. That's the point of settling before an arbitrator gets their hands on it. But yeah, I bet you're probably right. Paying out his signing bonuses that he would have got on July 1st or whatever that is. Uh, anyway, makes the most sense to me.
3: Yeah. What, what, what could have happened though, if this did go to arbitration, this would have been like the wildest situation. And this is the weird part. Yeah. If What could have happened is, is if the arbitrator was like, you're right, you shouldn't have had your contract voided, his contract with the Sharks would have been reinstated (laughs) and his deal with the Oilers would have been wiped. So he would have again been with the Sharks, the $7 million cap hit for three years left. And what likely would have happened is the Sharks would have just traded him to Edmonton. And that might have helped solve their cap problem because you could just send somebody back. But here we are.
2: Very strange. Weird, weird, weird
3: situation. Super weird.
4: I was like, even it was surprising that Kane signed a new contract with the Oilers before this was all settled in the first place. But here we are, September 16th on a Friday. It finally comes through a week before the preseason starts. So what a bizarre saga. Hey, an extra chunk of change going to Vander Kane. And content for us to talk about. Amen. Amen. Traffic flooding into Coomzy's article today. Get the entire recap, OilersNation.com. There you go. In other news, came out yesterday couple of items that in a tweet from Daniel Nugent Bowman at The Athletic. After six long years of waiting, the Edmonton Oilers have finally got Jason Demers. <laughs> they brought him in on a PTO. If you don't remember, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Waz, do you know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. Alright. Six years ago, Peter Chiarelli paraded Jason Demers and Milan Lucic around a yet to be opened Rogers Place. It was a big thing. It was a free agency thing. It was during that week period where you were allowed to talk to free agents but not sign them even though they probably did, but they allegedly didn't or whatever the <laughs> fuck.
2: It was a partially cloudy day. Yep. The sun was shining a little bit. And I think I feel like that was remarkable at the time because we had had a rough stretch. And I just I, for some reason I remember hearing them announce on the on the radio that they were driving around at that moment in a limousine. And that's, I I don't know why that sticks out in my head, but it still does, that Demers and Lucic were driving around Edmonton in a limousine and it was partly cloudy.
4: I just remember seeing them in hard hats. Hard hats at Rogers' place. I remember
2: that with Nurse and Connor.
4: Well, and a guy like, I mean, fucking Sean Horkoff got paraded around (laughs) that arena's, (laughs) the guts of that arena a thousand times, barely got to play there. Uh, if he did even play. I don't there. think he did. I don't no, think I did. He, no. no, he they traded, traded him away to Dallas. That, Yeah. Dallas. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: For Philip Larson and I think a sixth round pick.
4: Ah, oh, Philip Larson. Weird one. Never forget. Anyway, back to Demers. So, did not sign with the Oilers, obviously. Milan Lucic did. He ended up with the Florida Panthers that year. Then he went to Arizona. Last year, had a cup of coffee, if you even call that. Five regular season games, four playoff games with Kazan Akbar's in the KHL. But now he's in town on a PTO. My question to you, and I'm going to start with Cam. Right side as it is now. You got CC Broberg, or not CC CC Bouchard, Barry, whatever order floats your boat. Does Demers fit in there anywhere?
3: I guess so. I mean, I think they're just trying to bring as much veteran depth in as possible so they have the option of starting Philip Broberg in the AHL just so that he can take on a big role, maybe spend like a month Playing top pairing minutes down there, working on some specific stuff because he doesn't have that many games under his belt in North America. So they probably don't want to throw him into the wolves. So you have Ryan Murray, Jason Demers, two you know veteran defensemen who can fill in. Kind of reminds me of a few years back when they had Jason Garrison in the mix, and it's like this guy's probably not going to oh, play. Throwback. Yeah, that's a, that's a real Jason throwback.
4: Garrison, aka Jay Downen. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly the <laughs> doppelganger. But yeah, it's kind of like that where I would be shocked if. Jason Demers and Ryan Murray combined to even play 82 games for the Oilers I feel like they're just there to provide some depth early on and then I think Broberg takes on a larger role later yeah I think I think
2: you nailed it Cam in saying that you know if both Demers and Murray are playing on this same roster in Edmonton at any point in this season we're pairing together we've done some really bad things to get to that point but I do think that this team has to have learned from last year I mean you look at a team with Darnell nurse banged up. And then all of a sudden it was just kind of hold on for dear life and, and play some more team defense. So I think that there's nothing wrong with having some warm bodies that have played NHL minutes waiting in the wings for a possible injury. But does this tell, speaking of Darnell nurse, does this say to you that Darnell is going to be out for a little bit? Not me. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think don't at so. All, all, these, all fact, these veteran numbers and names coming in?
4: In fact, I think the fact that they're lower-end veterans, like a Ryan Murray, like a Jason Demers, means that Darnell Nurse, I mean, I'm guessing, obviously, that he's going to be fine, that he's ready to go. Otherwise, they probably would have brought in somebody, with I mean, hopefully, with a little bit more yeah. gravitas than a guy who, you know, has barely played.
3: That'd be a bad, bad, bad thing if Arnold Nurse was injured and they were like, you know what? We got Ryan Murray on the top
2: pair. <laughs> well, <Wow. laughs> yeah. I, I just like to be awful. Was, yeah. I think that those are all, to me, those are all just replacement guys that you're looking at, like you said, Coombe. Less than 10 games for each of them. They're going to be serviceable. They're not going to get you burned. You could game. probably clear waivers too. Yeah. Like,
3: not the other world. Yeah, that's
2: good.
4: Well, what do you make of a Jason Demers PTO?
0: I think it's just decent experience to have on the back end, especially with some of the young players coming around. I think Ken Holland was really hoping that... Uh, Duncan Keith would have came back but he had to settle with Jason Demers in terms of experience and it's it's a depth signing it's not really going to hurt you uh, hopefully not like hopefully they're not playing lots of minutes uh, hopefully none but uh, yeah I don't, I don't, there's no harm no foul in this one
4: to me I just see it as there's never a bad thing having competition at training mm-hmm. camp you never know what's going to happen maybe like heaven forbid, knock on wood, that somebody gets banged up in the preseason or whatever and all of a sudden Jason Demers has to step in, right? Like, if you can have a situation where a Jason Demers, a guy who at this stage has played 699 NHL games, if he steps in because you kind of need him, at least as a stopgap, that's probably a better situation than having to call up like a... I don't know a Vincent Harnay or yeah. some guy who's just never played because he happens to be right-handed. I don't even know if Vincent Harnay is right-handed. That's he how is right-handed. Little... Yeah. Oh, nice! I nailed that one. Excellent guess by
0: me. Is he like twenty-seven or something? He's like quite. He is, 20. yeah, because yeah. he did
3: four years of college and then it was a two-year AHL deal, and they just signed him to the entry-level deal. Like I
0: heard a lot of good things about him as well. He's like very. It's like six foot seven or something. Yeah, like he's six
3: foot seven. Him and Dmitry
4: Samarukov were the top pair down the stretch last year
3: for Bakersfield. Hmm. Could be interesting.
4: Other news that came out yesterday, along with the Jason Demers PTO, same tweet from DMB at the Athletic. Oilers are reportedly out on Vertanen. To me, makes that's. I mean, of course, why shouldn't they be?
2: Good. I didn't understand it anyway. Good. I don't yeah, I don't get why why we were in on it, but also him signing a PTO doesn't necessarily mean we're out of him either. I like nope. I people I think people are kind of forgetting this PTO thing just because we've it's been a minute since the oilers have really brought in any kind of substantial PTO. Alex
4: the answer Chieson. J, uh,
3: Jason Garrison.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you go. But <laughs> big names, man. But There's that one these, Russian these are not back. guys that Valentin is, Zykov? No, Chachev. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a good poll. There you go. Yeah, and so I mean, like none of those guys are, are signed for sure, but you get to see them work with this lineup, and also uh, like I don't know the amount of sniffing around that we did on Jake Vertanen tells me that I think that they're going to be in the mix for a contract still. I I
3: don't know. I've just I can't. was surprised that he even got that much attention That's because exactly beyond it. beyond the legal thing, um, his numbers in the KHL weren't at all good. I no, mean, they're terrible. Jonathan Willis pointed out a few days ago. Just familiar names that we all know in Oilers land who had a better point per game than him in the KHL, and those names are Josh Curry, Timu Hardikainen, Neil Yakupov, Anton Slepyshev, Ryan Spooner, uh, Taylor Beck, and Marcus Granlund. That is a list.
4: That is a list of Oilers legends if I have ever
2: heard one.
3: That sums up the decade of darkness really well.
0: I
2: feel like if Demers had played a few more games, he'd be on that list too.
0: I'd I'd bring back Ryan Jones before bringing in, uh, what's his name? For for, yeah, for I already forgot his
2: name. I just, I don't know, like, to me, the fact that the Oilers' name came up, like, uncomfortably long in that conversation. Yeah, I agree. But
4: well, even else. a couple of days ago, Tommy Gazzola was yeah. like, it's either going to be Edmonton or Calgary. Yeah. And we're like, oh, really? Why?
0: That's... And then I'm like, oh, well, hopefully it goes to Calgary.
3: Ho- hopefully.
4: But then we had Scoops Quadrelli out in Vancouver. He was, he was sniffing around, talking to agents out there, and he's just like, honestly, man, I don't think it's going to be Edmonton. Oh. Yeah. I believe him.
3: There's enough guys in the mix that, I mean, it always seemed to me that oh, they were kind of like, okay, if you need, you need to dump some salary cap, so it's probably going to be Poole Yarby or Warren Vogel. I know, controversial thing. Uh, they probably wanted to just have some depth, but there are other guys you could just call up and try there. I mean, yep, you can throw Dylan Holloway on the right side. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. You have Justin Bailey, too. He's always put up unbelievably mm, good numbers in the AHL. I could all also right, see
4: below. a guy like Xavier Borgo coming yeah. in and stealing a spot because that kid's got all kinds of skills. You He's know advanced,
3: I mean? yeah. He was fantastic in the QMJHL. Then you have veterans, too. Seth Griffith, Greg McKaig. There's names. Greg McKaig forever. Number 69, Greg McKaig.
4: Nice. You didn't pick it, though. You coward. We were all waiting.
3: Has there ever been an Oilers
4: 69? Not that I could no, find. very rare in the NHL. Been like yeah, three Greg the McKaig NHL. was the only one I could actually find yeah. in an in a NHL jersey. So Cam's looking for that. Uh, mentioned some prospects. The Young Stars tournament starts tonight in Penticton. We are going to have Chris Faber from Canucks Army covering it for the network. So he's probably going to have some video slash written content coming this weekend along with Cam regarding the tournament. What do you guys make of this tournament now? Because there was a time when, I mean, we're talking about, Taylor Hall, Nugent Hopkins, like that era into Connor McDavid where the Young Stars tournament was kind of the first look at the next guy who's going to come into the lineup and supposedly be the savior. Now it's a lot different. What do you make of the Young Stars tournament now?
2: I I like it a lot just because it puts rookies into the same class against each other and then that's when you really get to feel, you know, you're seeing you're seeing a more true kind of indication of their skill set versus when they show up to train like when Borgo shows up to training camp and he's up against NHL Size players, so for me, I just it's it's a cool litmus test for your for your prospects. But at the end of the day, it's all just you know, it's all just getting them playing hockey, and that's the best part about it. What do you think? I always
3: found it was like a fun way to kick off the year. It's like the hope springs eternal. Like it's like it's kind of like spring training in baseball when you're watching a game in early March and you're like, oh yeah, it's the seventh inning and everyone's getting pulled and I'm going to get to see the team's number five to 17th ranked prospects come in and do something. And um, yeah, and that's kind of what this is. I remember all the way back in the day, like you, you pointed out, it was, you know, Magnus Pyarvi, Jordan Eberle, all of their first ever looks we had of these guys, Anton Lander, first ever looks of them wearing an Oilers jersey was always a fun thing. And it was fun that it was going up against another team's prospects. So if you have beef with a Vancouver fan, that's your friend or whatever, you could be like, Oh, your prospects all suck. So you can let quads and Faber know that, you know, every Vancouver pr- prospect <laughs> is dog shit because, you know, we have Borgo and Holloway and Broberg ripping it up in Penticton.
4: To me, I like the baseball analogy in the sense that, for me, the Youngstars tournament was always like, pitchers are reporting, you know what I mean? It's like, it's getting close to business time, but it's not quite business time.
3: It's Hope Springs Eternal time. It's here. You're getting excited about the prospects. Someone's going to have a big performance, and we're going to be like, that's the guy. It's going to be somebody weird.
4: It's somebody weird's going to do it, it's and then really. they'll give them a chance to be the preseason champ. Lord knows we love our preseason champs around here. It's going to be like Dino Cambeats,
3: who's one of the... He's going to n- just score a game, like he's every score game. four I mean, goals. Everyone's going to be like, this is the big man. <laughs> Ty, Nash. Ty Nash. Someone like that, you know?
4: Absolutely, I get it.
5: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best
1: friend.
4: Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends at cornerstone insurance because they've got all the insurance products you could ever hope to need like prospects. They're kind of like insurance for the Oilers down the line. You're going to need them. Maybe, hopefully, maybe,
2: maybe cornerstones,
4: they've got everything you need. Just in case, auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, cornerstoneins.ca. Mm-hmm. Get a quote, submit a claim, get the whole process started right on the website. Again, cornerstoneins.ca. Before we get How's to- How's this for a tagline, Bag
2: Milk? Go for it. The people, the best kind of people that you never want to have to speak to. Yeah, I'll buy that. Nah, I'll that buy works. that. There you go. And, and welcome, if you miss Cornerstone it, for free.
4: go back a couple of episodes. Tyler told the whole story about Cornerstone helping him out to insure the nation truck. Helpful well, folks over there. Helpful folks over there. Uh, Before we move on, Dan, I know you want to mention the Hall of Fame, the Ring of Honor, whatever we're calling it at Rogers Place. You weren't here last week when we talked about it. It's cool.
2: I missed out. And I just think that that's, it's such a good little, again, the Oilers are hitting on so many little low key things that are helping fans engage and, and helping fans just kind of become and stay Oiler fans throughout. No matter what the results are, obviously the results right now are going to be really positive. But I just I love the idea of this Ring of Honor, and I'm so excited to hear about the announcements. I'm sad that we have to wait till November. But anyways, you guys did a great job covering it last week. Thank Who's you your first two picks? Tweet. Mine were Smitty and Doug Waite. I I I, to, I responded to your tweet and I said, like to me, it's Smith and Smith. I, I just Mike Smith. Yeah, Mike Smith and <laughs> and Corey Smith. Uh, no, uh, Jason and Ryan, to me, Jason Smith, Gator, he's just, he personifies what this team meant in the nineties. It wasn't always the prettiest, but goddamn, was it rough? And it had a good amount of effort to it. Uh, and then Ryan Smith, I mean, you just, you can't say anything bad about that guy when it comes to being an Edmonton Oilers. So uh, yeah, Jason Smith and Ryan Smith would be my two picks, but I just, there's really not two answers that are wrong. And that's the best part. Coomzy, who's your first two?
4: Uh, well, I kind
3: of thought because they said in the release, they said created to honor outstanding contributions or service to the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club by past members of the organization may include players, coaches, trainers, staff, execs, anybody like that. So we know that all the banners are already going in. So your Gretzky's, Messier's, blah, blah. I kind of figured uh, they would have something for Joey Moss there. That would make sense. Um, make a ton of sense. Ryan Smith is an obvious one, but I wondered if they were going to do kind of like a big 80s-themed thing so maybe they could honor Joey Moss, maybe somebody like Mac T. I don't know. I kind of thought that like it would make sense for Ryan Smith to be in the inaugural one, but it would also make sense for Ryan Smith to have his own one next year where he's the prime focus (laughs) because I don't know if you want like a Ryan and Jason Smith. like That would make a ton of sense to go in together as being like a big, here's like the late 90s, 2000s Oilers and have them all going together. That's what I
4: thought made sense,
2: but you know. We'll see. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But yeah, no, I like that. I like the the Joey Moss. I think is a no is a pretty up. solid option. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Was who's your first two?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously Ryan Smith's the given. Uh, the second one, I'm going to go with someone that suggested on the socials, Bill Hunter.
4: That's wild, Bill I'm, Hunter. Yeah, the that's man who
0: one. essentially like helped found the Oilers, I think, brought them into the WHA. So I think that's a really good shout. Uh, some people, I think George's Rock might be a good idea as well, probably yeah. down the line.
2: I, am with Coomsey on that one though. Like George's needs his own, yeah, his own yeah, I- like, event, and it needs to be a big thing.
0: It's nice that they're honoring these Oilers though, like yep. not just like someone who had a, you know, Smith. We all know how, what kind of impact he had, not only with the team but the city. But you, know, you have guys like Sean Horcoff, Fernando Pisani, guys who are just fan favorites, cult heroes here, right? And It's nice that there's a way to honor them. I like that.
3: Honor the whole 06 team. Yeah, yes, they really yeah. should.
0: That's why when I talked to Rafi Torres, I'm like, hey, man, you're like one of those He's like, I don't know about that, man. Well, <laughs> so. oh, we all remember some big
3: Rafi
4: <laughs> Torres yes.
2: moments, B-man, man. Michalik. It's like
4: when I was, that's exactly what I told Waz when he told yeah. me he talked to Rafi Torres, where it's just like, I remember him killing Milan Mihalik. Yeah.
2: He, Changed him as a player. Who
3: was the D-man in the Detroit series? That was the shift. I think it was in game two. He crushed a D-man behind the net. Do you
2: remember <sighs> who it was? I can't remember. I, was just, t- I always remember Chris Pronger destroying yeah. Dan. Yeah, Cleary. that was for, for me.
0: Anyone on that uh, 06 team is a legend. Uh,
2: Dick Tarnstrom.
4: Yeah, Dick Tarnstrom is amazing. That's Yara right. Star- 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 check.
2: They love that one outside the woods. People outside just started laughing. Big, big fans of Yara Really
4: intense. A couple of other just general NHL items that I would like to get to. The Saddle Dome is
2: collapsing.
0: I'm not happy about that. Like, I would be, but I'm not. Why? Why, was I'm going to a preseason game there, so I kind of want to survive.
4: They put
2: what? a net up to catch well, them Was it's okay.
0: Earlier
4: this year, engineers installed netting around the ring beam to catch any pieces of concrete that appeared to be imminently ready to fall.
0: That's just... That's
4: uh, not good. Structurally, there are no issues, though, according to the engineering firm. However, having pieces of concrete potentially falling on patrons outside is not a great thing. After concrete fell from the saddle domes, ring beam punched a hole in the roof of a covering for the building's West entrance. If you've been on a nation bus trip to Calgary, I was Google Mapsing, and I'm pretty sure that's where we normally enter the building.
2: <laughs> Maybe they're <laughs> planning something. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, behind the scenes, Curtain Peak, the Flames have made it this year. Now, it is harder to purchase tickets to the Battle of Alberta than it's ever been. And so, I think that they're just doing us a service by trying to keep us away from that decrepit old building. So, in your opinion, the, the Flames care about our health? Yes. I think they're trying to How save Edmonton here. Because they uh, they I'll, make you purchase extra tickets now if you want to purchase oh, any tickets for that one. Wow. Yeah, it's we'll like tell you the
4: we'll too. tell you the math about it afterwards. But it doesn't make any sense. So you so
2: it's, so so it's the, harder for us to go down there now. Darn. Well, well, we could hypothetically like we could
3: just do a trip down to Calgary, Oilers Nation fans, go watch the Flames play the Minnesota Wild, and we can just
2: show up with Oilers <laughs> stuff true. and just boo their players. <laughs> so that's what
3: that's a, that, if that's what the Flames want, then fine.
2: We I, should just go outside. We should just stand outside of the arena as a group and watch until the concrete falls. That's, <laughs> we just stand there and we wait until we see chunks of concrete. The, uh,
0: the Condors are playing there this year as well. Against, uh, oh, that's fun. Yeah,
2: yeah, that is fun. We should do uh, a little Condors
3: trip. I've never watched an AHL same. game in person. I would love to go to a Condors game. Let's do it. really well, fun. Blast. Working on it
0: now. Um, Let's go. I, I think they should move the Flames to Red Deer. If in this case.
4: Well, actually, Edmonton owns Red Deer after beating them in the second round of the playoffs. That yeah, move them south. Oh, okay. move I him, didn't
0: know that. Move them south somewhere. Well, we, we have Rexall. Rexall's probably in better shape than the Saddle Dome. So.
4: The weird part is that it is in better shape than the Saddle <laughs> Dome. Now it's and confirmed. it hasn't been yeah. fucking operational can, for years Can we now.
0: swallow the Calgary Flames and have like the Battle of Edmonton?
4: We can just call them Oilers Two.
3: Yes,
0: <laughs> shit, Oilers,
2: Alberta team. Two. They have that,
0: there's, there's Manchester City. There's Manchester United. You know, it's like
3: Manchester Two.
4: According to City General Manager of Infrastructure Michael Thompson. The building is currently safe and structurally sound, so we're going to continue, evaluate, and review if any further requirements are needed. Buildings of this age generally require maintenance, just like any other building or facility that we have.
2: Okay, so if you're reading between the lines there, that's a city person telling you to look up everywhere you go in Calgary, because (laughs) what he says is fine in the Saddledome obviously is happening in other places too, and they don't have the nets up.
4: So I encourage you to go to the CBC article where the news broke that the Saddledome is falling apart, because They've got pictures of this ring thing, the ring beam around the Saddle Dome, and it just looks so decrepit and just, it looks like one of those abandoned cities over yeah. in, like in China or like, like in Russia or something where the infrastructure is collapsing on itself, but there are active games going to be happening there very soon. It's, Wait, it's moral like- of the story, Saddle Dome, a dump.
0: The new uh, HBO show, The Last of Us, is set in a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic era, and uh, Calgary's uh, in the show.
3: Did you just call The Last of Us an HBO show? I thought it was a PlayStation yeah, well, it's game. It's
0: becoming a show. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought
3: the game itself and, and was it's, enough and, and of a
0: show. And it's featured it's in street. Calgary. They use Calgary as Calgary's location. So really? Like, this kind of makes sense.
2: Oh wow, that's funny. Yeah, Interesting. They probably shot it at the saddle, Saddledome.
0: There you go. That's what I mean, right? So,
2: cool.
4: Other thing I want to mention before we get to ask the idiots here, uh, just wanted everybody's thoughts real quick. The Jets announced today that they are stripping the captaincy from Blake Wheeler. I thought that was an interesting move. Like, Wheeler beloved in the city by the fans. Who knows what's going on in the dressing room, but I thought that was interesting. Taking the old sea off. That is a page out of the San Jose Sharks playbook.
2: Hashtag no captain until an airport. Well, then they're never going to have one. they got to do it. They've the- got to make a stand. The Jets have always had an issue with this stuff. Like
3: We've been talking about them being kind of fractured since, I don't know, like five, six years ago when Dustin Bufflin was there. There was talk that there was like very clearly two hmm. camps on the team. Because remember we threw <laughs> Evander Kane's clothes in the shower. Yeah, something like that. Because we heard all these stories about how important Matt Hendricks was when he was there. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. and then Because that's, that was back in the, the, the dark years between playoff appearances for the Oilers. And we were like, oh, we should have never let Matt Hendricks go because he's like a key dressing room guy with the, the Jets because everyone on the Jets hates each other apparently. So, this kind of makes sense. I don't know why they
4: don't just blow it up. Yeah, am paper, yeah. they're a really good team. Well, like, you got Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's already said, you know, I'm you a free agent in two years, but I'm not re-signing here. So, that's a trade Insane. request without a trade request. He's
3: accomplished nothing in the league.
4: That's... Yeah, exactly. You've got Shifley, who's kind of humming and hawing about even being open to an extension in Winnipeg. And now this thing with Blake Wheeler, and like, Blake what's Wheeler going on?
2: There? walks into a room with less... Stuff on his just blow it up, trade.
3: Um, I don't know, you got tons of guys you could they could do a pretty wicked rebuild. You trade away Hellebuck, somebody would give up an insane amount for him. We tried, tried. yeah, we were really pushing for that. Yeah, Yeah, we I remember we uh came up with an idea that was hypothetical that was the Bouchard for Hellebuck discussion. Mm -hmm. That was crazy.
2: They almost took it, we heard. Really. Well, no. Wait, well, who almost took it? I mean, I mean the Jets the people that are like Jets sales. fans.
4: What we made up in our heads is that they almost took we it. We sent like a mm- fax to Chevelt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then we had a report come out that said that we were interested in Hellebuck, Buck, which I, I, I sent, think was us. I
4: <laughs> sent Chevel Day off a message on Nexopia and he was really open <laughs> to it.
3: <laughs> this is just us like spinning the content while <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> making shit
0: up.
4: <laughs> this is what Tyler's not here. You know what? When Tyler's not here, I'm allowed to do whatever I want.
2: Jets have captains.
4: Not no, the they Winnipeg don't. Jets, though. The only cap, you know who they should make captain? Is the lady who runs that uh, that, that chicken place, Mitzi's in Winnipeg. The They've got excellent tendies. You know what? Figurehead captain, that big <laughs> photo go. of the queen that they yeah. have there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just
4: saying.
2: Is that That's not at that or, or their main arena.
3: That was the though. old one. That's their old one. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, a one. That was a, all of the arenas in Canada had that. Like, I swear they had a picture of the queen at Maple Leafs Gardens as well. They
4: pulled out the one in Winnipeg, though. Like, I think it was a year or two ago. They actually pulled out the OG one. Oh. I don't know where it's at now, though. All right.
2: That's what killed her.
4: She was disappointed. The Jets. <laughs> I get it. Uh, hot or no. Hot and cold performers. That comes after. Ask, Ask the Idiots is. is up first. I got a couple of questions here, boys. They submit these into my email. Tyler got one sent to him. So he forwarded that to me. So I got three questions this week. If you don't know the bit, I asked the boys a question. And they gave me their first thoughts because I haven't seen any of these. Little, Actually, I'm going to start with Cam on this first question. For Ask the Idiots, if you missed it, Tyler pitched in a quote-unquote celebrity baseball game last weekend. <laughs> so that he loaded the bases on balls, by the way. That is very important to mention there. This question comes in. I'm going to ask Cam first. He does Blue Jays Nation Radio twice a week with Tyler. Tyler has to pitch against the other people on this podcast. <laughs> what is the outcome of your at-bat?
3: I'm certain that I could... Um hit like a line drive off of Tyler. I am, I have of this. I am certain I'm positive. If Tyler tried to strike me out that he couldn't,
2: I have, I have a few questions. What mm-hmm. level of like, what type of pitching is he doing? Is oh, we're, he doing we're doing fastball. He's, he's he throwing a, like baseball. He was yeah, overhand fastball. throwing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. If he if Tyler
3: um, tries to groove in a fastball, I will take that to the opposite
2: field. Just <laughs> because I play slow pitch and I'm kind of a big deal. Now um, <laughs> I'll say I'll hit a single into left.
4: Why is you're pitching again? or Tyler's pitching at you. What are you doing with that pitch, that ball?
2: Whatever
0: Dan said, because I know nothing about baseball.
4: I'm going to go ahead and say I'm taking that fucker yard. Uh, right. Tyler's got no gas. Over He's the got, river? Oh, if we are playing uh, down or, at uh, Remax Field, yes, Remax. I'm going to hit it out of the park and over the river. John Doocy. <laughs> I like that, though. That's creative. <laughs> Tyler has got no gas. He's got no arm. But doesn't he need to give you, like, a little bit of velocity to get that far, though? He's just going to lay it in, uh, just like a little log. like it's at 40 the, uh, the Home Run board. Derby. There you go. Can An you, old bag milk's going to take him yard.
0: Can you do it with the beer bat?
3: Yes. There we go. We should do this. This is something we could do in the next month before it snows. Easy. Oh, we could absolutely do we, this. We should do this. We That's just
2: it. have to make Tyler show up.
3: Tyler, time. yeah. Tyler can pitch to all four of us. And we'll all see what what we can do with like Tyler's uh, with Tyler's little fastball.
2: He's gonna plunk like four of us.
4: Oh yeah, there's guarantee hits. Well, at least one of us.
2: Mm-hmm. When he says walked, he meant he hit people. No, no, he, no, walked. He, he just balls. yeah, he just, he just walked. He just. He just loaded the bases on Man. walks.
3: maybe I, I i think i could also draw a walk against tyler and i'd be happy to do it i'd be like you know what tyler I, yeah i just drew a walk
4: i would draw a walk on tyler because i think it would annoy him that i drew the walk from the whole way
2: down the first
4: base and line. i'm slowly walking to first base just giving him the business the whole way yeah
2: i know i should ask tyler this question but he's not here so avoid the grind what was so how did he get invited there was it because he said he was a pitcher and he's a celebrity he's a big celebrity he but big big deal. but, big but like how, who, who else was pitching? And were they all doing walks too? It was just Tyler. Yeah, it was just pitch Tyler. Every single No, watch. I, I don't off.
4: know that. I don't know the mechanics of why yeah. he was pitching, That's but so, he used to oh. pitch when he played oh, fastball okay.
2: once upon a time. Gotcha. And now he's really bad at it. Yeah. Now bad he's got it. no gas. There you go. Let's do it. We're Tyler, going to rec- remax. He's Open got a
4: little baby arm. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Word on the street.
2: He's <laughs> got a little baby. Nation
4: Dan. Question number two. It seems like quite a few people are high on Stuart, Skinning, Stuart Skinner. <laughs> it seems like quite a few people are high on Stewart Skinner, including myself. How long is it going to be until Skinner takes the crease away from Jack Campbell? My guess,
2: two years. Huh. That's what Jack Campbell signed up for, right? Is two years? He's for five years. Five years, twenty-five mil. Oh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna guess by the start of next season. I. Bet you Stuart Skinner starts more games next year than Jack Campbell. I thought that was by next year, like next season. I don't know. I just I feel like Stewart's got this. I'm very confident. I didn't get to meet him on the weekend, was. What about you?
0: Oh, he's a very very fine gentleman. So, where do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say because I want to hope Jack Gamble can actually perform to the length of his contract. I mean, we paid him a lot of money. I hope he doesn't falter after a year and a half or two years, right? Like, you want to get the best out of him for the next, like, three years, I think. So, I'm going to go with the long game here and give it three years for Stuart Skinner. But I think that they're going to end up playing a good chunk of games together. Like, it's going to be very split, honestly.
3: Yeah, that's kind of what I think, too. It seems like this is kind of a 1A, 1B tandem thing going on. Like, Jack Campbell, his career high in games is 49. And before that, it was 31. And 49 was last year. So, I mean, I think Ken Holland even said outright the plan was to split it kind of like 50-30. So I wouldn't even be tremendously yeah. shocked if by next which year, which is it was, great, yeah, because
0: was, there was a period where when was it like we had Cam Talbot and Laurent Brassois between the pipes, and every time you put Brassois <laughs> in, you'd be like, oh shit,
3: here we go. And um, who was the other the, the the monster Jonas Gustafsson they had oh, as well? Jesus. Oh fuck, that's and a name I forgot. That was a Gustafsson and Brissaud in that uh, Jason LaBarbera? Well, that was way before. Was but in fast. that season,
4: Talbot played, I think, 75 games. Yeah,
3: he's burnt out. Oh, yeah, that one so, he played just
4: an extreme amount. That was when he broke uh, Grant Fuhr's single-season record. Yeah,
3: because yeah, I think more teams in the league are doing the 1A, 1B thing, so I bet you we see some kind of 40-40-ish split, give or take five games either
4: way. You never see, like, the Marty Broder 70 games a season no. anymore. Who led the league last year? I'm, I'm going gonna Vasilevsky. guess Vasilevsky. Okay, you guys I'll put in some guesses and I'll look. I'm gonna say Vasilevsky or Shistergan.
2: Mm. I'll go Vasilevsky. Dan? I said Vasilevsky you Are you looking that? at I mean, my I screen? At screen yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's
3: UC Saros who had oh, sixty seven, oh, held really? sixty six. Yeah, no one talks. Well seven. see, that's
4: interesting because UC Soros missed I the end straight. of the season at a time which was probably the most critical for that team. Mm-hmm. They got absolutely stomped in the playoffs because he wasn't their goalie, and David Riddick wow. sucks.
2: I mean, they were... Oh, wait, they lost to the They Blues lost to Colorado, first, right? Know. They lost to the Blues first, didn't they? Nope. No. Oh, they got swept by Colorado. The Blues, beat, the Blues beat Minnesota. Yeah. I would not say that UC Saros would have made a difference. They might have won one game. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I don't that's think they would have got swept. Because no. that, that third
3: string goalie they had in Ingram played pretty well. Yeah, but
4: like was there was, was that good. first game when Dave Riddick was in net, and they, he, they like <laughs> let in 10 or some shit like that. Like I don't remember how many it was, but it was not that's good. That's on
2: them to have started Dave Riddick, though.
4: Well, big save Dave. He uh, no save wasn't, Dave. The, wasn't the same after that stick toss. He actually,
2: yeah, honestly. like Did he have a
4: single good start in his career after no. that? He fell know, off like, a cliff. You really did. Big sieve. Well, Waz, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, what's going on? Last question. Ask the idiots. If you could choose one song to be played before an Oilers game to get the crowd pumped, what would be your selection? This listener wants Fat Lip by Some 41. Oh, Shout out Jesus. to 2001.
0: Okay, I'm going to go with a throwback. So I used to play this back in NHL 10 all the time. Um, Cinderella Man by Eminem. That's a good jam. I don't know why. It just hit different when I was playing NHL 10 and the, the teams, teams were walking. I was like, holy shit, this is actually really good. So
4: It's a good jam too. Seems got a an intro song for the Oilers that would be a little bit better than what they got now.
3: Yeah, I would go by with the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> just get everyone feeling a little somber before the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would
4: take it back to pump it. I think that should be the Oilers thing. Yeah, whatever,
0: I I wish they could bring that. I back. love
4: it. I thought you were going to go with something just even more obnoxious like the Battle of New Orleans by Johnny Horton <laughs> or something like <laughs> just like so stupid. Uh, Dan, you got a guess for an intro song,
2: 17 minutes of in a da Vida, mm. every game played by organ. That's that's, a, that's what I would. That's how I would get it. the crowd pumped up every time right after there's reminds their me warm-ups. That episode of the Simpsons. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's why you got to do it. Play the organist. Everybody's going to be fired up by the time she's done playing for 17 minutes straight. I've been trying to push this my
4: pick for years. I've written about it on the website a bunch of times. Invaders must die by the prodigy is a great song. For exactly that, they wouldn't do it. It's like, it's probably too English for them. Liam would like it, but nobody else would. I say invaders must die by the Prodigy would be my pick. So there you go. Ask the idiots. Um, submit your questions for next week. I like the segment. It good. That's that was good. It's fun. It was good. fun. Good. Cool. Waz, get the buttons ready. It is time for hot and cold performers of the week. Let's going to see if Waz can do these buttons. We are doing a little pre-show show Prep with Waz, and he's trying to figure out... I like what he's looking at the roadcaster right now, Dan. Look at him. He's concentrating. Nice. Give a little test, Waz. Go for it.
2: Hot or cold? Oh, big guy is smoking, smoking
4: hot. Okay, so you got your hot buttons. We start with the cold, though. We're starting off with our veggies. Waz flipping through the buttons. <laughs> Give that one a test. Go for it. Oh,
2: that's cold. Maybe Ooh. crank up that fader,
4: too, on the old buttons. Ooh. Yep. There you go. Starting with Waz, since he is the man with the buttons. For our friends at Twig and Berries... Go to twigganberries.ca. Use the promo code NATION15. You'll get a discount on your order. Or if you're in St. Albert, just go check them out and shop. In-store, I should say. Maybe you'll see Tyler there shopping for new undies. (laughs) Cam likes that. (laughs) And also, if you go to the website, you get to spin the discount wheel. That always pops up on the website. It's fun. Get yourself a discount. It's a good time. I promise. And as it was last week, the Nutsack groin and body hair trimmer, currently on sale. Fix up. Look sharp. Was our friends at Twig and Berries, your cold performer of the week. You. The fuck.
2: Hot, you're hot <laughs> and cold. <What laughs> the fuck.
0: For your what take the on, fuck? Lord, on Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. I was not a fan of that. Yeah, they're insanely boring. I mean, I disagree with you, but uh, everyone's entitled to <laughs> their own opinion. It's just me. Won 13 Oscars for a reason, but you know.
4: Because everybody's got bad taste. Give yourself a button, Waz.
0: Oh, that's cold.
4: There you go. <laughs> These are too soft. Do the policies. same ones. Push it with a little velocity next time. Okay. Coomsey, your Twig and Berries cold Performer of the week.
3: I think I'm gonna do baseball for both of them. That that that's usually what I did when I was when when we did this in the past. Uh, I'm gonna criticize the American League Central Division in Major League Baseball. I don't think that they should send a team to the playoffs this year because all five of the teams are terrible.
4: Who would be leading that division right now?
3: Right now, it's Cleveland, and they're 76 and 66, and they. Their, their whole franchise and what they're all about is they seem to actively not want to be in the playoffs. They always get rid of guys. And the White Sox are the next best team here. Then the Minnesota Twins are kind of imploding. It's just all these dog shit teams. You may as well just have the whole AL East in there. I don't know. We saw the Cleveland Guardians, and they played pretty yeah, They just pretty demolished good the, the fucking, fucking Jays when we were there. They, they, they kicked the shit out of the Jays back in
4: uh, in August so. when we were there. For us to witness it. It was garbage. Well, that's
3: because they uh, like they get to play Kansas City and Detroit all the time, these terrible teams. So they have all this energy when they come and play You know the teams that are burnt out from actually having to go up against a good division. So I think the AL Central's a joke, and it, just because you win a division doesn't mean you should be in the playoffs. Let them, let them have their AL, uh, fucking AL Central banner. They can celebrate winning the division with 86 wins or whatever it is. But don't put them in the playoffs. It's a waste.
0: Oh, that's cold.
3: Is that going to be it for all
0: of them? <laughs> I,
2: don't, I don't know. If a Nation Tan, your Twig and berry's Cold Performer of the Week. Uh, well, I finally was. Uh, it's going to be myself uh, for breaking my lifelong streak of not getting COVID this week by getting COVID. And COVID sucks. (laughs) If you haven't had it, do not recommend it. Get boosted. Get vaccinated. Good stuff. Button me, Waz. We'll see which one you get.
4: Oh.
0: There's only one. I'm looking at the list. There's only one it's you. Nailed it. it. Uh, My Twig
4: and Barry's Cold Performer of the Week is Waz. It's because he picked me. (laughs) He's getting the same fucking button over and over again. That's a a bit of a rivalry going on. Waz, you are my Cold Performer of the Week because. Give me the same button.
0: Oh, (laughs) get (laughs) cold! If
4: he uses that button again, oh shit! Live, Tyler. (laughs) All right, let's finish off the podcast with some good news. Nation Dan, let's start off with your Twig and Berry's
2: Hot Performer of the Week. Oh, my Hot Performer of the Week is actually going to include Waz uh, but it's a threesome. <laughs> it's a three group, so it's Kennedy, Kylie, and Waz, our team of people that headed out to Lloyd Minster this past Saturday with no idea what waited for them at the end of the line. Uh, it was a blast. You guys made some great content out of it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, we'll see Lloyd in the Battle Boundary Battle of Alberta in our future as well. I so hope so. Great job to the three crew, Kylie, Kennedy, and Waz. You get my hot performers of the week. Oh, oh that guy cool.
5: is oh. smoking hot. There
2: you go. I'm he also out how to do it for himself. That's weird. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> going to give Waz
4: some love, despite the fact that he remains my cold performer of the week. You guys did a good job. Do you guys have like a nickname for your trio? The meme team. Yeah, this the, meme, is the team? meme
0: team. Apparently, <laughs> I Kennedy and Kylie came up. So I'm just there. I'm just here to make content.
4: The Zoomers. Shout out to the meme team.
0: Yeah.
3: Are you even a Zoomer?
0: I, I'm like a millennial. You're right on the chance. line. Yeah. I think he's
3: right on the edit. <laughs> You're on the millennial Zoomer Everyone line. Thinks I'm 19 You're on here. notice. Like the Florida Georgia line, but the millennial Zoomer line, that's what you are.
4: Yeah.
0: I turned 26 in November. Oh my God.
3: I remember I thought for a while there before we met in person that you were like 20.
4: I still think Waz is 12. Wanye yeah, I, I I like
3: always I says that over and over again. He's like, yes. Waz is 17. He's in high school. He, he's adamant. And you've told him otherwise, but he doesn't. I, do don't, really.
0: I like it. I like feeling young.
3: So. Coombsy, your Twig and
4: Berries hot form of the week.
3: Well, the Blue Jays this week had a five-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays, which is a rare thing. This is because the 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 season was smushed into a smaller calendar because the first week was lost due to the um there was a, a was it a lockout or a strike, whatever it was. Um, yeah. So in this five-game series, the Jays had five different starters all toss six innings or more, which I thought was fantastic. You don't often see that in this day and age, so I thought the Blue Jays starting pitching deserves a thumbs up.
0: I don't, I don't know what this button is. We're going to touch it. What the hell is going on? That
3: would be a no, cold performer button. Oh,
0: okay. I think the
3: bottom four are cold, <laughs>
2: and the, the top four here. are let me, let me just hot. let me, let me give this one a try. Oh, that's cold. Oh, it's a new one. Nation Dan, your Twickenberry's hot performer of the week. I'm gonna do it again. It's gonna go to Kylie Kennedy. And oh, you already went. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Jesus. <laughs> oh,
2: that's
4: cold. Was. Yeah, your Twickenberry's hot performer of the week.
0: Uh, actually, okay. Um, I'm gonna give it actually to Caroline Schred salami what a uh, new name uh she brought on jean principate on onto her kickback podcast so if anyone wants to go check that out jean Principe talks footy with caroline sped on uh kickback i gotta get used to her new uh new last name but uh, you know that comes with time professionally
4: she's still caroline sped though Oh okay i didn't know yep. that
0: sweet so okay
2: you you press you. the button the big guy uh-huh. is smoking hot
4: my twig and Berry's hot performer of the week is i'm trying to scan right now real quick while i'm Doing this, but I can't find the hero who came up with the nickname for Reed Schaefer of ginger beef. Well, <laughs> oh, that's actually really good. Is fucking amazing. So I thought that was Wanye. It's so good. And I'm trying to find whoever the hero was in the comments on our Instagram page that came up with ginger beef, that's but so like good. I don't know who it was, but that nickname for Reed Schaefer is incredible. That's amazing. It's so good. Ginger beef as a nickname for Reed Schaefer, hot performer of the week, hands down. That's fantastic.
3: Oh. damn it was can damn you, it was can you rescind
2: whoever made was their hot performer make yeah a cold performer yeah yeah. like
4: dan you're gonna give an amendment to your yes. hot performer i feel it's like it's
2: actually just kylie and kennedy now yeah sorry was that's good. great job but mm,
0: no tyler needs to do better with his labeling oh
2: well, now we're blaming tyler yeah. that's
3: fair hit the blue one was yep. hit the There's blue a, one no yeah try, try that purple one you haven't tried it yet yeah the purple per- <laughs> The purple one in the bottom left corner. Give that yeah. a try. We have been hoodwinked,
2: bamboozled, <laughs> led astray, right. run amok,
4: <laughs> and flat out deceived. Little Stephen A. Smith. Sweet. Yeah. Buttons. 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 They're a good time. Even if Waz doesn't know how to use them. Still my cold performer, Waz. That's okay. I like you, though.
0: I like you. Our movie tastes are different.
4: Yeah, you just got bad taste. That's all. I
0: mean, okay. Let's not, let's not start there.
4: And uh, if you're listening to this right now, Please never forget, Waz is out here killing birds, allegedly, in my opinion. What? Birds yeah. aren't
0: real. Look, we don't need to talk about this. Right Waz
4: keeps finding dead birds in his neighborhood, and allegedly, in my opinion, he's the one putting them there.
2: You're changing their batteries? Yeah. Are you checking to see if they're real, Waz? Because they're <laughs> not.
4: I, <laughs> I remember in,
3: in early COVID when they shut down all the birds to change their batteries, <laughs> yeah, they did. There was no birds. Oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Weird.
4: <laughs> it is a weird process every couple of years. Gotta change those lithiums. All right, any final thoughts on the Oilers or the Young Stars Tournament or the
2: week coming up? Boo Flames. Agreed. Um, That was my thoughts.
0: How about (laughs) Conor McDavid looking very sexy in the Royal Blues?
2: Looks real sexy in the Royal Blues. Nice haircut, clean shaven. Nice. Looks
4: real good. Nice jawline. All right. That's what we'll wrap it up. For our friends at DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, and Twig and Berries, thank you for joining in on Oilers Nation Radio. Please leave your reviews for the podcast. I didn't check if we had any. That's Tyler's job. And he's not here. Avoid the grind. So leave some reviews. You could win a gift card from Oodle Noodle when we bring it back next week. Have a great weekend, everybody.
2: Shout out ginger beef. I promise I have the right button. Best
4: wishes.
5: (laughs) Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram.